Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pittman, here just minutes after we finally heard from Giannis. Uh, let's just say that we didn't exactly take a lot from this media availability. We're going to pour right through that. Uh, as always, you can find me uh, on Twitter, at Kane Pittman, and uh, my, my words over at NBA.com and ESPN. I did write a story today saying the Bucks are on the clock, and they're certainly on the clock after this media availability. Justin Garcia from the Bucks Radio Network is here to talk through it all with me. Justin, that was a long wait for not much. And I will say this, though, I'm not necessarily surprised. Yeah, um, I'm not surprised. I uh, Look, I've never thought that uh, for all the, the fans that are, are clinging to this hope of the delay here in hearing from Giannis or hearing that there's a new contract in place is some elaborate setup for a grand announcement that the team or Giannis is working through. Um, I would maybe not put my eggs in that basket that I think we kind of know what to expect at this point. And what we got today is exactly what I expected for a number of reasons. Um, I thought it was interesting that we, so, okay. A couple of the takeaways I had from it was number one, this is one of the few instances where, um, does he, does he hide it better than other superstars? Sure. But we could definitely sense there was a lot of frustration on Giannis's end from getting the same question over and over, which, you know, if you're honest, you have to anticipate this is the only thing people want to hear about, especially when we know know, Joe Varden and other national and Malika national reporters were in that call. It's going to come from more just the local reporters and the national people. You're going to have this question over and over. So it's something that you do have to kind of figure out how you're going to deal with it going into this season. Um, But you could definitely sense frustration from Giannis and and saw a frustrated version of him throughout this call. And uh, it was also interesting that he almost parroted what Bud said in the approach that Bud had to this upcoming season. And we heard almost the same company line of it's not a championship or bust mentality. Now he did add the caveats of, look, we're not saying we don't expect to win the title, but I thought it was interesting that we heard him phrase it the same way Bud did where, you know, you can't believe in that type of thinking. Yeah, so when I said that I wasn't that surprised that Giannis didn't really say much, and, and I think it's it's worthwhile pointing out for those that haven't seen the media availability, some of the quotes that came from Giannis in this, and all the questions were along the same lines. As you pointed to, Justin, it's no surprise that everyone is on the call to ask him about the contract. There's some people certainly that were hoping that he'd get some sort of an announcement one way or the other. I certainly didn't expect that. But Giannis led off by saying, right now, I'm not focused on that. Like he said, he said he's leaving it to his agents to, to have discussions with John Horst and the Bucks. He said, I'm not trying to focus on the extension. It's not that I don't care about it. Obviously, I care about it. It's a very big decision. One of the biggest decisions I'm going to make, but I just let my agent focus on that, and I'm going to focus on getting ready for Saturday against Dallas. Now, 
I, I'm sorry, man. Like I, I was on this call and as you pointed to, you could definitely tell that he was getting frustrated with the line of questions. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get called on to ask one, but I was going to do the same thing. I, I was going to ask him about the fact that he can focus on basketball and he can say that, but these questions are going to keep coming from people like me. His teammates are going to continue to get the same questions. So we've seen Giannis in the past get away with this. Last year, he was able to do that. He would say, I'm not talking about it. There'd be a few media people there. He was still so far away from the extension that it didn't really matter. That's not the case anymore. And Giannis is the MVP and he has to understand, or maybe he's very quickly going to understand that he can get frustrated all he wants. But this right now is the only thing that's important for this franchise. It's certainly more important than training camp. So I'm sorry, man. You're not going to get questions about questions about how training camp practice is going because people just do not care. You know, and last year too. I mean, you're still a year away from being a year away. That right. you know, that's at least excusable. Um, I wonder too. It's obviously the biggest story surrounding the Bucks is Giannis's future and the contract situation. I wondered, okay, for as large of a story as it is, you could somewhat make the case the first question that you ask him has to be about the additions. And look, you don't have the same team anymore. You're adjusting to new teammates. Number one, how's that on the floor? And how does that influence your decision off the floor? So I was going to be curious to see if we got that or if we just jumped right into the contract and Eric started off getting it, getting right into the contract. Um, my question for you, I guess, is I'm not sure what would cause more consternation and what would be worse in terms of having this hang over the team for the foreseeable future if Giannis took the approach that we basically saw today where it's very noncommittal, there's no answer, and you can continue to say, that's for my agent and John Horst, and they continue to meet, which he did say, I'm focused on basketball, and that's fine, but it, it doesn't hold up, and you're going to have to deal with this question repeatedly. Or if, I mean, if you would have just come out and bluntly said, look, I haven't made a decision, and I'm not going to make a decision until the season's over. I want to assess everything that happens this year. I would like to be in Milwaukee, but I need to see how the season plays out and how some of these changes take place, and I need to evaluate everything. Like, which would cause more concern – if you're a Bucks fan, if you're sitting back observing that? Um, I mean, you know, honestly, I, I think that it would be an easier pill to swallow for, for Bucks fans. I mean, like I said, I came into this call today. I've been around Giannis for long enough now. You have that I know I've heard him answer these questions and I've seen the way that he responds when people ask about the contract. I'm, I, I didn't walk away from this shocked or thinking, wow, that was bad news or that was a surprise. I just right. didn't because this was exactly the, the way I anticipated that he would answer them. I, I just think that maybe he's in for a shock if he thinks that this is going to go away because it's just not. So I, I, my only thing that I would say is that maybe we won't hear from him again until after the 21st if he's not going to do something. I don't think we are going to hear from him very, very much. I mean, I would assume there will be, although that's, that's not even the case because all of the post-game stuff is going to be virtual. I mean, I would assume maybe we'll get that, but between now and the 21st, I wouldn't anticipate to hear from Giannis more than maybe two times at the most. Well, I know, and, you know, we – for good reason, again, like uh, I always have to feel like I want to put this disclaimer out there. Anything I say here in regards to Bucks fans, I, I, <laughs> I totally understand. I understand why there's a, the anxiety out there. But certainly over the last week or so, 
um, you know, people have tweeted at me or, or at Eric or whoever, whoever it may be and said, why isn't Giannis speaking? Have you asked the Bucks to speak to Giannis? And it's like, well, yes, uh, every single day. Uh, we would love to speak to Giannis. So, there, I, I mean, I, I'm assuming here, but I mean, the players do have obligations to speak. We heard from Brook Lopez for the first time as well. So now that he's at least ticked the box, you're not going to hear from him for a little while. I wouldn't anticipate that you hear from him after a preseason game as well. And like you said, I mean, the frustration was there. It was very evident that he didn't like the line of questioning um, today. So it, this is going to be the interesting thing now to see what comes of this. Because I, again, I absolutely understand why Bucks fans and everyone's going to be out there and the speculation is going to go wild now because it was one of those things where if you didn't hear anything, maybe you were feeling like a little bit bad about that and wondering what that meant and you were trying to read something into that. But sometimes when you hear something but nothing is said, it can be even worse. And to your original question, of would, would I, uh, what do I think is the worst situation? I mean, I, I think worst case scenario for the speculation for the media coverage, for the pressure on this team, is Giannis not saying anything and the deadline just going past. I think that is the worst case scenario. I think if he's not going to sign it and he knows it, you just got to get on the front foot and say it so people can move on. And it doesn't mean that their speculation is going to go away, but everyone knows what's up. This, this kind of waiting, this kind of hope, I guess, from him that people aren't going to ask or they're just going to respect him saying, I don't want to talk about it. I'm sorry. It's, it's just not going to happen. I guess, you know, that's what I keep coming back to is this, and I don't know if we can even call it a strategy, but this strategy that they seem to be employing here that I, I don't know if this is in fact the strategy and the advice that he has been given. If it is, um, I don't think it's the best advice that he has been given and how to handle this. And I also, you know, to the last point you made, look, I don't know if he he, he, he's no idiot and he has to have seen how this exact scenario has unfolded in other markets with other teams around the league. I mean, geez, I would encourage Bucks fans not to do this, but if you even just Google Anthony Davis contract, one of the first articles that's going to come up was almost from two years ago to the day by Zach Lowe on ESPN and the headline, Anthony Davis says, focus is on Pelicans, not contract situation. I mean, the, the irony being the image on that article is Anthony Davis playing against the Bucks with Giannis in the photo. So look, he's seen this with Anthony Davis. You've saw it with Kawhi Leonard. You see, this is what happens with superstars. I don't know if Giannis was just naive enough to believe that Milwaukee is different and that the media exposure and everything else that you deal with with the Bucks is different than what you see in larger markets. Although I would push back and say it's not like New Orleans is a huge basketball town with a huge basketball contingency that, you know, Anthony Davis went through this tenfold. So if he did think, look, Milwaukee is different and I'm not going to have to deal with this as much, I guess today was probably a wake-up call that, no, this is going to happen everywhere. And like we just said, you know, if you just even come out and say, look, I'm not making a decision between now and, and the 21st that this is going to be something I evaluate and make the decision once the season ends, it doesn't mean that the questions and the speculation goes away, but they're drastically reduced.
So coming up this week on Locked On Bucks, well, actually, we're nearly towards the end of the week, but we will be 24 hours out from the first preseason game of the season. Hard to really think about that game of basketball with everything else going on, but the Bucks are playing the maps. We'll talk about that a little bit on Friday. And, of course, any updates with the Yana situation, we'll get to that and continue. I, I promise this every single day, but uh, I, I don't know what to say. There's so much news. The mailbag, I'm still getting questions. We're going to get to them at some point on Locked On Bucks. Just to get back to the point you made before the break there, I, I think the, the thought of the pressure this is going to put on a team is, is an interesting one to think about because I do think when you talk about small markets and, and what Giannis has been able to get away with, and we've spoken a little bit this week about um, his, uh, let's say, not uh, great love for doing media stuff. And we always say that the... The thing with Giannis is that he's such a fantastic media performer because he speaks so well, he's polite, he gives thoughtful answers. He would just prefer not to do it. And probably over the course of his career, he's been very fortunate that he's been in Milwaukee because he has probably been able to get away with things that he wouldn't be able to do elsewhere. That's just the reality. He's been able to um, not do media availability at some times that perhaps other superstars like LeBron, who virtually, you speak to people in LA, he nearly speaks every single day during the season. That's not the case with Giannis. And... I wonder now, and this is something I've thought about, and like you pointed to, Giannis is a, is a super smart guy. I mean, he's not an idiot. He's seen how other situations have played out. He probably knows internally. But I do wonder if it's going to be a little bit of a culture shock in Milwaukee if he decides not to sign an extension here, that this isn't going to be any normal year. Yes, everything's going to be via Zoom to start, but we heard today 10 questions roughly he got. All 10 of them are about the contract. And it's going to continue to be like that. So I I wonder, and this is something I've always thought about with Giannis, that there's no place in the NBA, I mean, maybe other small markets, but given everything that's gone down and the way he's been treated and the way the franchise has looked after him, I I just don't think that there's a better situation for him than Milwaukee. And And I wonder whether he's going to start to get a little bit of a taste of, oh man, this is what it's like to be a superstar when you when you've got contract negotiations and this types of pressure, because the reality is he's never had to deal with this. And it has to be like I, I don't blame him for being frustrated, but I, I just also understand that this is the way it's going to be. And if you give me a chance to ask Giannis a question right now, it's going to be about the extension. I mean, that's what it's going to be like for everyone. In that I don't know if if he genuinely thought I won't get that from the local guys. Maybe I'll have to deal with it once and that's it, that it's just going to be from national voices that I'm dealing with this question from. But I mean, if you did think that, you must not have paid attention to what's happened with other teams. And I guess then today served as the wake-up call of it's going to be like this, not just through the 21st, which is also something that I hope he grasps, is it's going to extend throughout the season if we just continue to get the message of I'm leaving that up to my agent. That, you know, at some point there has to be – you don't have to say I'm committing to the team – you don't have to give a definitive answer one way or another, but we just have to get more than that's up to my agent and I focus on basketball because that line of thinking and that that is the same thing we hear from virtually every superstar in this situation. And I mean, if you're a Bucks fan, look, more often than not, when it reaches that point, it doesn't work out for you. Now, we hope this situation is different. And you talked about too, the impact that it has on the team that, you know, for such a team-oriented guy like Giannis, you also have to understand 
what this does to the rest of your teammates and the cloud that kind of hangs over you throughout the year where, you know, we point to guys that leave and what their final year with that team was like. And oftentimes they certainly don't win a championship. And in some cases it falls far shorter than many expected, you know, think back to LeBron's last year in Cleveland, it's kind of the chicken and egg theory. And did that superstar leave because of that? Or did that happen because they were dealing with everything associated with that superstar and the contract situation that you'd be crazy to think that doesn't at least pick away and, you know, have a negative impact on a team during the season as you have to navigate through that. And that's what makes the Drew Holiday edition even more uh, interesting and potentially, I guess, dare I say, helpful in that, you know, if you're Drew, you, you step into a situation that you basically dealt with a year ago with Anthony Davis. Yeah, so uh, to get back to the start of the podcast where I said that I wasn't that surprised. So, again, I understand that this that the responses we got today are going to have people, like I said, speculating and people are going to go wild with the fact that, oh, he's not talking, that means that he's leaving. I'm just not buying that. The reason why I wasn't surprised that he reacted that way is because that's Giannis. Now, I, I think the, the interesting situation here, as we've sort of alluded to and discussed here, is that this is a very different situation. So does it change quickly? And maybe he realizes that, oh, shit, this isn't. Uh, the, I'm not going to be able to play with the straight bat like I have throughout my career. So that's why I wasn't surprised. I've been pretty strong the whole time that I still felt he was going to sign an extension. Crazily enough, and called me crazy, and, and I've always said, maybe he won't. It's just my sense and feeling that he will. Maybe... Uh, maybe I, I still feel that he will, and maybe I'll be wrong. But I didn't really take anything away from this press conference, but I just don't think it's a good look. And, and I think it, something like this today is where the distraction really begins. Because for Giannis, I do 100% believe him when he says that he can focus on basketball and he can push this to the side. I believe him. Because this is what he's done throughout his entire career. I'm not so well, worried I, about... I, I... I, not to cut you off, I believe in me for more with the more detailed answer he gave after what, maybe the seventh time that the, the contract was broached when he, when he said, I'm focused on basketball. You guys are focused on this. The only time I do think about it is when you guys put it in my mind and bring it up to me. Well, but I'm not necessarily worried about him being distracted or him being no, under no, no. pressure. Yeah, I agree. And so that's where this gets interesting. And it was probably the question that, that I'm going to ask or I wanted to get to today if I got to ask him. Um, and perhaps by the 10th or 11th question, I might not have got a, a friendly answer from Giannis if I did get to ask this, and maybe I'm fortunate, but it's not necessarily about him. It's about the other guys, and it's about Drew Holiday, who's now making a decision who just came to Milwaukee. It's about uh, Bud that's coaching this team and, and everyone else that understands that the longer this goes, they're going to be asked about it. The team's going to be under pressure. They go, they're going to feel like they need to win, and they can say and deny that it's championship uh, or bust all you want, but if Giannis doesn't sign the extension, uh, the Supermax extension before the 21st, uh, it is. It's, it's championship or bust. I'm sorry. Like, and I understand why they will deny that. But internally, I just wonder what they're going to be thinking about. Well, it's about all the guys in that. I mean, Drew Holiday obviously is the most closely impacted because of his pending um, free agency and, you know, trying to figure out, okay, it, what if Giannis isn't a part of this future? Where do I, where do I fit? And it's likely not with the Bucks, but where do I go then? And the ripple effect it has on everyone else of not even, you know, having to deal with the questions and knowing what's going to be coming after every single game and knowing about the trickle down and overflow that you're going to have to answer those questions, even though it's not your contract, 
you're still going to be asked, how are you approaching this season? Are you worried that Giannis is leaving? And it's going to get very old and tiring for all of his teammates as well. But then, you know, extending beyond that, just where the mind drifts. And, you know, if, if you're a guy that recently signed a deal with the team, you do wonder, okay, what does this mean for the future? What direction is the franchise going to be headed in? What do I have to start looking at other options? And all of a sudden you have all of that on your mind rather than just, you know, last year and uh, two years ago when this team appeared to be on the ascent focused on winning a championship. The wait is almost over. The 2020-2021 NBA season is almost here. And the Locked On NBA podcast will get you ready with a special week of shows beginning on December 14. Get previews of every team, division by division, including uh, the Central Division back-to-back champion Milwaukee Bucks from all 30 of our Locked On local experts, including us here, plus waiver wire additions from the Locked On Fantasy Basketball uh, to rookies to watch with Chad Ford and predictions on every division from rejecting the screen. Subscribe to Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcasts. Listen, I think we could bounce back and forth on Giannis and what he uh, did say or what he didn't say, mostly what he didn't say. I do want to, before we sort of wrap this up and head into the last segment here, talk about Bud and Brooke Lopez a little bit though, Justin, because we heard from those guys and I think, you know, an extension of what we've been talking about through this show, Bud was specifically asked about, uh, you know, how training camp is going and how they're able to deal with this distraction. Now, Bud's a pro. I mean, he's, he's been coaching for a long time. He knows what to, exactly what to say in these situations. And he did say, well, it just feels like training camp to us. I mean, we're in there. We're practicing. Everyone's excited. We've got a bunch of new guys that are excited to be on the court. So again, right now, when I talk about the distractions that I, I think could arise, I'm not so worried about what they're thinking about now and they're still saying happy birthday and everyone's excited and people are, are giving him pens and uh, you know joking around. That's fine because it is training camp and I think the spirits will be high. Like all things Milwaukee Bucks 2021, though, I'm not necessarily worried about the regular season. I'm worried about what kind of performance they're going to deliver in the postseason. And let's just say, given their base, uh, their uh, prior performances in the postseason, I don't think they are a team that's going to need any added pressure on them, which is why uh, I, I do think that it's interesting to see and, and to acknowledge that this is more than about Giannis when you talk about just trying to shove this to the side. It doesn't really work that way. Bobby Marks tweeted, and I think this is worth bringing up because I must admit, I mean, even when, when I'm talking with Frank, when I'm talking with you and Mitchell and everyone on this podcast, sometimes this is lost because all we're focused on is the Supermax, Supermax. That's what everyone wants to talk about. But he did tweet at the end of this press conference. He said, December 21 is not a drop dead when it comes to a new contract for Giannis. The MVP is still extension eligible past December 21 and can dictate the length of the contract, but at less money. Supermax extension has to be for six seasons, including what is left on the current contract. So uh, I, and, you know, deciphering this tweet, and there was a few words missing that I, I think I had to add there, but basically we know he has until December 21 for the Supermax extension and then can do it next off season as well once free agency begins. But essentially... The Supermax extension being that 35% annual raise uh, on on, a, on the Supermax there, I, the normal max around the mid-20s, 26, 27, 28%. I, I believe, you know, he can still sign a, a 1 plus 1 or a 2 plus 1 or a 3 plus 1 or whatever it may be, but it wouldn't be yep. at the Supermax dollars, which really, if you're Milwaukee and you're the NBA, this is why you brought in the Supermax because 
the dollars and the extra $40 million that he's going to get over Anthony Davis in LA is supposed to be the drawing card and it's supposed to be the thing that keeps them in the small market. So this is just something worth bringing up. Yeah, I mean, you know, there, there's, and I guess this is really going to be maybe the biggest case study for the Supermax and, and what the league has continued to try and do to give an advantage to smaller markets and to the current team for players in, in trying to find incentives for guys to stay with the team that drafted them, that this is probably going to be the biggest test case for that. And look, I mean, I think we're all kidding ourselves too, that obviously we're biased and we want Giannis to stay here, but I would assume you know, the league office and Commissioner Adam Silver have that same thought, too, that they've heard for years that this is a league where you're rooting for the back of the jersey and not the front, and it's too hard to keep track of all the player movement. And, you know, there's just as much interest, it seems like, in a normal offseason, July 1, as there is throughout the regular season. So it's definitely something that is, you know, top of the mind of the league that, look, I think if you're the league, you're hoping Giannis signs that Supermax and stays in Milwaukee. So no, number one, you can say, well, we got Damian Lillard, we got Steph, we got Giannis. These are guys that opted to stay with their original team. And, you know, not every superstar leaves to join a super team. I will say this, and I think the, the full rant that I've got in the Arsenal should be saved until, um, you know, one way or the other we get an answer here. But let's be honest, given the situation and Giannis and Milwaukee and you know, everything that's gone on over the last few years, if Giannis doesn't sign the Supermax, I think it's time to scrap the idea or, or go back to the drawing board in terms of how you retain players in small markets or you just give up. Or you just give up and say, this is the way it is. It's not going to work. Brooke Lopez, let's finish with Brooke. We heard from him. Uh, to, to wrap up today's media availability. And it was great. It's always fun to talk to Brooke. Uh, we hadn't heard from him at all. I know there was um, some concerned Bucks fans and it's sort of like slid under the radar because we've been all waiting for Giannis. And it's like, well, not only have we not heard from Brooke, he's been uh, missing in action on all the Bucks social media videos as well. He's just been kind of uh, invisible. So uh, he's healthy. He's good. We saw him today and probably the most uh, enjoyable part of the, the I, I don't know about you, but for me of the, the interview was uh, about Robin Lopez. He said, I think my mom enjoyed it. So for her, I feel a little bit sad because she loved coming to Milwaukee to watch all our games, but I'm good. He couldn't really cut it. So he just had to leave. It's tough for him, but we'll be all right here. Just classic. It's a classic quote. Uh, I was, I was curious to see what road he would take there. And I'm surprised he even threw in the, yeah, my mom liked it, but I thought we would just get Robin slander from the start. So uh, I, yeah, I was uh, I was surprised a little bit there, but overall, hearing the Robin slander wasn't surprising. I, I thought the other interesting stuff was talking about the chemistry that he had with yeah. uh, Eric Bledsoe and how it's going to be a work in progress with Drew, and uh, just the defensive, you know, all defensive team honors that he received last year and and what that meant to him as well. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I think we all assume that Drew Holiday is going to fit like a glove in Milwaukee and he's going to be fantastic and he's going to come in and have this great impact. And and I'm still sure that he will. And everything we've heard out of training camp is that he's leading from the front right from the first practice session, which is is not a surprise. But it will be interesting because last year, I mean, sure, you slotted in Wesley Matthews from Malcolm Brogdon. But this year, certainly more significant changes to the roster with guys that you expect to play a lot. So that might take a little bit of time to just figure it out with Drew and Giannis and Chris and Brooke and how that all works and where the shots are distributed and who has the ball in their hands. It's going to take a little bit, but it's kind of exciting. It's exciting to watch these guys 
um, you know, figure it out and, and talk to them and listen to uh, the connections that they're starting to build. And I, I thought it was um, probably last thought here for me. I, I don't know if your ears pricked up with this, but it was certainly interesting to me. I want to talk more about the lineups and, uh, you know, potential starting lineups because Bud certainly pointed to that a little bit here. But it was fascinating to hear him specifically talk about DJ Augustine. He said he's been really impressed his ball handling ability, his playmaking ability, and just really um, ability to run the offense in practice early when they're scrimmaging together. So DJ Augustine, certainly a guy that stood out to Bud, which is interesting because we've spoken about starting and closing lineups over the last couple of weeks here. Yeah, and, you know, I, I wondered about that too. And, you know, especially when I was listening to Andrew Sharp and Ben Golliver the other day talking about, the formula that we've seen for success in the league the last few years has been you need a, you know, very savvy point guard, essentially that you need somebody that can be your ball distributor and ball handler and knock down the shots and paired next to that guy, you need a very versatile defensive player. Now the Bucks certainly have that in uh, Drew holiday, but at least as of right now, and we've seen some growth, especially during the bubble, at least as of right now, you can't really put Dante in that other uh, category. So I, you know, I keep going back and forth on that and who's going to be the starting two guard. I still lean towards Dante, but I do also wonder how many, how many lineups are we going to see or how frequently are we going to see lineups where it is DJ Augustine and Drew Holiday in the backcourt? Yeah, I mean, the big thing coming into this season, and I've spoke about it, just lineup versatility. I just think so many different groups you can go with, whether it's um, you're trying to get more defense, whether you're trying to get more offense in the half court, whether you're trying to go small, whether you're playing traditional bigs with uh, Brooke at the five. Uh, yeah, it's really fascinating, and it's going to be fun. And as we spoke to yesterday with Matt Velasquez, which was an interesting podcast, if you did miss that, certainly go back and listen, because there was a very, very... Uh, curious quotes from Bud regarding switching defenses that me and Matt dove into because that's the exciting stuff. If you're a Bucks fan about what you want to see on court this season, it's it's different things, different things, trying different things in the regular season and trying to prepare yourself to be in better shape come the postseason. I mean, look, they've certainly set themselves up for that. And I guess uh, I'm clearly biased here, but I don't know, maybe I'm crazy. The more I look over this roster and the more you look at some of the numbers and you start to rewatch some games from last year and watch some film on some of the new additions, the more I, I, I really do like what they've done in the offseason. And I think we are allowing the, um, the whole Bogdan Bogdanovich thing cloud how we view this. That I think the majority of people have come around on that as well. Of Look, if we didn't even think that was a possibility we would still view this as a successful offseason and I think the more you lean in the more you you dig into this stuff the more you see how versatile they're going to be the shooting uh, and not just guys that can hit open shots but guys you know that you trust more and not fake good shooters and it's not a knock at George Hill or anybody that left but you do feel more comfortable with the shooting that they brought in as well and the versatility that I, I think all things considered this is going to prove to be a very good offseason for this team. And the Bogdan Bogdanovich situation, for those wondering, uh, was brought up today in the media conference. Giannis was sleeping, so uh, yeah, I didn't have much to say about that, which will be a, a surprise to everyone uh, that may have missed that or, or was listening at the time. So, uh, look, let's leave it there. 
Uh, like I said throughout this, I have no idea now what the next step will be in terms of when we will hear from Giannis. Uh, I'm not expecting it to be for a little while. He did front the media today, didn't say a lot, probably fueled the anxiety of Bucks fans, I would say, certainly the speculation from uh, around the league. Perhaps if you're a Milwaukee fan, it might be a good idea to skip the national podcast for a few days after today. But like I said, I wasn't shocked. This is exactly the straight bat I expected from Giannis. And regardless, so you should always skip the national podcast for Locked On Bucks anyway. I mean, that's, that's what we do here, Justin. Uh, I tend to do that as well. All right. We will be back tomorrow. The Bucks will be practicing again. Uh, you know, we'll wait and see who we get a chance to speak to there or what news comes out over the next 24 hours. But like I pointed to at the start, by the time we hear from these guys, the first preseason game against the Dallas Mavericks is going to be just a day or so away, which again, uh, just absolutely insane. Who knows what lineups they're going to go to? Who knows who is actually going to play? But in my mind, it's Luca versus Drew Holiday on Saturday night, and I'm pretty pumped up about that. So, Justin, appreciate you. Anytime. All right. That's it. We'll be back tomorrow. Stay safe out there. We'll speak to you guys then. <laughs>